Listener discretion is advised, as the Ebenistas podcast may contain suggestive and or triggering themes and overall adult content. Oh, f- All right, so are you ready for my joke? I'm ready for your joke. Let's hear it. Actually, it's not my joke. It's more of Bill's joke, but um, since you're having Wendy's, so you like Wendy's, right? Yes. Wendy's nuts in your mouth. Ew. That's... No, thank you. Do you like water? Is this water in your mouth? Yes, I like water. (laughs) What are my nuts doing in your mouth? Oh, I was like, what? I missed it. What are? What are my nuts doing in your mouth? Okay, cool. Why is it nuts and not? Anyway. All right, let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, hello, lovely listeners. Welcome back to the Evanesis podcast, where team splits and team cartwheels have come together to fuck it up. I decided to try that. I don't know how well well it will stick, but you know, whatever. (laughs) Um, I am Jabby, and as always, my phenomenal, gorgeous woman co-host is... I am a woman phenomenally, uh, Doreen. Hey. I am a woman phenomenal. I am a woman phenomenal. <laughs> well, speaking of phenomenal women, today we are going to be talking about the show on stars, Run the World. So in honor of this show, I wanted to get a, find a drink um, that worked with the show, but honestly, time right now. So whoops. But on our blog, we'll make it available before the show comes out. So when you listen, you can sip. But Hennessy teamed up with Run the World. And they came up with this cute little recipe. Um, I believe it's vodka based. And if it's not, I'm a liar. I don't know. But I tried, okay? But we'll have it there for you. So um, also, warning ahead of time, mom, dad, skip this episode. Okay, thanks. Just fast forward. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think I brought this up to you that I wanted to do an episode on Run the World because it's supposed to be a show about four Black women in New York but like, here's my question. Why is it always a quad? Think sex in the city, think insecure, think girlfriends. Like, why is it that the group of four is like the magical number, I guess, for these type of sitcoms, but. Who knows? Yeah, anyway. <laughs> All right, so, and then really quick, just to go back this week, um, as always, we have drinks in our hands. Well, Jabby does this week, Doreen does not, and that is a-okay. And by drink, I mean alcohol. Blame it on the I could not understand why you were saying it that way. I was like, what? Alcohol. Anyways, so um, again, this week I couldn't get the Hennessy thing going. My week was crazy. So I made myself a simple cocktail, vodka, uh, orange liqueur, and some lemon juice. Right. And easy and cute. And that's kind of like, it's a a martini. So it kind of goes with run the world, kind of girl drink, you know. Let's call it a citrus martini. Is it? Is not a lot of citrus, so you, lemon, orange? Yeah, but are they called citrus martinis? I thought this was just a lemon drop, like a lemon drop without sugar. I feel, is that all that's in a lemon drop? Uh-huh. Oh, okay, this is a lemon drop. Pretty I much. just gave it, okay. Right, because no. of this little orange liqueur, the sweet stuff. And then, yeah, okay, anyways, guys. So if you want to buy us a drink, as always, you want to keep these cups filled, you guys know what to do. Head over to our Patreon, and you can make a cute little donation. You'll get exclusive content from the Ebenezer's. We already have some episodes up there. They are the longer blooper reel, all that fun stuff of our normal episodes, plus some bonus content. Um, or you can just always just be like, hey, girl, hey, here's some sweet change. Keep this show going. Um, but anyways, Miss Doreen, what do you got for us? So we are, you know, obviously doing this episode on the show, uh, Run the World on Stars. 
it is supposed to kind of fit the gap between insecure and sex in the city so as part of that whole thing of course there's four girls because apparently the quad is the magic friendship number girlfriends had the same thing i mean there's a million and one shows but most of these black female shows even living living single oh sorry even living single right wait was there four yeah right yeah yeah, yeah, plus the two guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's always that's apparently the number that people like when it comes to women, black women specifically. Theory. And yeah, four. I don't think it necessarily has anything to do with race or anything. I just think it's a perfect um, group of people because you have two people and then your show is too short. There's not enough drama to go around, right? Three's well, a crowd, right? Because r- you always have write a-, a show about my life. I'm I'm enough for for all of that. Okay. <laughs> Well, then you have three, right? And three is a crowd. Three just causes the odd one out, right? But you, when you have four, you've got someone for everyone. No matter what the situation is happening, everyone can e- like revolve and hang out with each other. And hey, I'm mad at that person. Okay, well, I'm gonna hang out with you too. If I'm mad at this person, you know, there's enough personalities, but not too many. I don't know. That's just my theory. Okay. All right. Well, that is a good theory. <laughs> just to give you a quick recap, and yes, there are spoilers ahead. So if you haven't watched it, please listen to my little recap and then like switch away because we're gonna ruin some stuff. During this time of social isolation and self-quarantine, you may not feel safe going to the bookstore or you don't wanna wait for your books to arrive in the mail. Audible lets you take your books anywhere with you, no contact required. The best part of Audible is that you can listen to a new book while you're on the go or even at home, chilling, cooking, cleaning. Don't forget, you can also ask Alexa to play a book or podcast for you, Ebenistas, duh. Who else is trying to learn something new? For me, it was Italian. So I used Audible to help me practice my skills. Give Audible a chance to help you learn something new by starting a free 30-day trial. That's audible.com backslash Ebenistas, E-B-O-N-I-S-T-A-S. Audible has thousands of books that you can listen to. There's literally something for everyone, no matter what you're into. So <laughs> the four characters, just a quick little recap of who they are, in my opinion. Um, so first you have Sondi, who is a PhD candidate and she is fucking up and we're gonna go over what that is uh, with her professor and her mentor. And in her relationship, she's playing mommy to her boyfriend's daughter and they move in together where she has a conversation with one of his friends who reveals that she may not be the first student that he's messed with. Um, so then you have Renee, right? Renee is a stylish, outspoken friend. She She's married at the beginning of the show. She's getting divorced by the end, but she is that, that loud mouth. You know, there's always one in every group, but she dresses like, mm, girl, yes, she is killing it in the um, game. I love all of her outfits. And um, she basically is getting divorced because she finds out that her husband, um, after signing a group that he saw performing on the subway, not only did he quit his job to manage them, but he also is bankrolling all of it with their money and their savings without telling her. So when she finds this out, she tries to give him the boot. Then we have Ella. Sorry, then we have Ella, who is a writer, and she, you know, they, all these girls have a guy, like all of them, and her guy is Anderson. Um, she's kind of going through like a little existential crisis, mid-20s. She wrote a great book, everyone loved it, then she wrote a second book, and no one liked it. And her career went from being at its high highest point to being the lowest point where she ends up working at a trashy online, like, gossip, celebrity gossip site. Uh, she's beautiful, beautiful, stunning. Oh my gosh, uh, <laughs> and talented, but lost. 
So, and then last but not least is Whitney, the bougie perfectionist. We've all seen this trope in every black movie, right? Like she's getting married to a doctor, Ola. Ooh, girl, he fine. Also an insecure Daniel. So loved him then, still love him now. He is just- I wouldn't know what to do with no Daniel. Girl. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so who is your favorite person, Jabby? I don't have a favorite. And no. Probably, huh? No, really? Probably, if anything, if I was going to relate to any of them, it would probably be Ella. And that's about it. And Ella's kind of, she's not boring, but she's more mild-mannered, I would say, more than anything. Uh, but she's still, I love about her, is her sex drive and her game is on. Like, she's like, I am young, I am gorgeous, and I am going to sleep with who I want to. And I love that they also touch on interracial dating with her a lot of it and she okay. brings a lot to the table with that conversation um i, I have to say so i guess maybe to start that out um for, for the conversation of the show i just am so baffled as to i guess because i've been i've had interracial dating and i've liked guys outside my race my entire life i still don't understand the hesitancy with people dating outside their race and like there's a whole up there's an episode there's a part where they're all sitting and talking about it and i'm like wait women are still having this conversation like people are still out here having this conversation about how scared they are and like to me i'm just like i get it on one end but the other end i'm like it's 2021 okay we got different types of branding for your sexuality and all this stuff and i'm like uh y'all just do it so literally like in the same converse in the same show you have this conversation where the girl's talking about how her and her, her boo like were having sex and he like farted in her eye and like she got pink eye from it but yet we're not talk we're not comfortable having sex with people outside of our race so i don't know it's just kind of interesting to me the it seems kind of contradictive to me but i get it and i don't get it i don't know you tell me so for me um you know, I know we're going to do an episode on this eventually, so hang tight for that. But for me, I tried to date outside of my race once and I just it was too different. Like culturally, I felt like I couldn't be the realest version of myself. And there is a sort of sense of like a homecoming kind of feeling when you're dating someone who has a similar background or, and ethnicity and or ethnicity. Um, and for me, when I as a kid, right, like as I, when I pictured growing old with someone, having kids with someone, I've always envisioned a black man, always. And it's never, it's never been about like, oh, well, maybe I'll meet, a, uh, you know, someone who's not black. And, you know, I just, it's just literally just never been something that even occurred to me as something I would desire. I think it's about attraction. And the reason why there's a lot of hesitancy is, you know, is because a lot of black people in the United States, we deal with a lot of stuff right? Like there's a lot of racial tensions. There's a lot of stuff like that going on where we're not treated always the best. And some people feel like if you date outside of your race, you're not honoring, you know, your history, your ancestors in, you know, dating someone who's not of the same race as you. I, it's not the case. You love who you love. You care for who you care for. But I have heard that, like, you know, like, my grandmother would die if I dated a white guy or, you know, my mama, I can't bring home no Spanish guy, whatever, you know, like whatever, it, whatever it is. And it's, it's it, what, I, when people say that it's funny because they don't say that I would die or I don't want to, they're like, it's about what other people think of them mm -hmm. if they did. So that, yeah, like you said, that is going to be a bigger conversation later on, but I just want to touch on it. Okay. You wrote a note here about community dick. 
Hey, community dick. <laughs> so it was no surprise to me that Whitney ended up cheating on her fiance because she's a perfectionist. And I can guarantee you every perfectionist that you know has acted out at some point in time. They've done something that was maybe detrimental to them, themselves, other people. They have acted out in some way. You can't have that level of control always and never do something impulsive. And a lot of times self-harming. Mm -hmm. So I'm not surprised, but she slept with the community, not someone that meant anything to her. This was not a full-blown affair. Nope. It was a very impulsive decision and almost fueled by the fact that her friends were like, he has some good dick, mm -hmm. but everybody slept with him. Like yeah. two people, I think, in their friend group ended up sleeping with this man. Yeah, yeah. When she was explaining to us, she was like, community dick? Like, what What are you talking about? Like, I slept with him. <laughs> and then also, I to add on to that, like, again, Remember, okay, remember our episode with um, our friends in college yeah. and talking about having a hoe phase? This is what happens when you do not let out that steam. You do not let out that wild side of yourself, no matter what your limit is. And let's, of course, no harming yourself or others. Yeah, this is what happens. This is why you need to have a hoe phase because by the time you get to commitment and kids, all of a sudden you're turning around. And this, I've talked to so many people that have gone through this. And next thing you know, they're turning around and they're going, I really wish I had just gone for it with that one guy. I really wish. This is why, ladies, listen, if you want it, if you're single, stop waiting around for guys to come to you and go ahead and go for it because you're going to turn around one day and you're going to say, I wish I could have did this, all that. Shoulda, coulda, woulda. And now look at you. Now you're fucking with community dick and now your wedding is off. Just saying. <laughs> so the thing is with Ella, who I love, is mm -hmm. that she gets in her own way her ego gets in her own way mm -hmm. she is talented she is beautiful and she's well aware of all of those facts yeah but she thinks that everyone should come to her or that the world owes her something yes and that that is a problem and then as the series goes on you watch her sort of lose sight of that talent that she has and get caught up with like the celebrity gossip she she's grown up a lot and i see that she's trying to be better but her boyfriend was right like you're better than this this website. And yeah. it's supposed to be a stepping stone for you to get back into the limelight and keep it moving. Don't get so caught up that you sell yourself out because of a job that just pays you your rent. Ding, ding, message, message. <laughs> um, I have to say, and I don't, I don't think I put it on here, but really quick, my favorite episode I think is the therapy episode. Same, I knew you were gonna say it, And Same. the only thing I think was unrealistic is the fact that they all got rosy as their therapist and they somehow didn't realize it like y'all that's not how finding therapist works unless your friend recommends that person to you which typically your therapist won't see both of you anyways that's not how it works okay so it's not going down but for but the sake of the also, show also they're in new york like you could throw a freaking pin and hit a therapist there's no way all four of you just happen to pick the same one so like, do you know yeah. how rampant therapy is nowadays like everyone has therapy so what i liked about that episode is that most of them were complaining about their friends in a way that they would not say to these people and it was just like well you know, like Sun Z was like, oh, she never defends me. And it's like, it's not her place to defend you. She, she's not your bodyguard. Yes, she might be like a little, you know, a little chihuahua barking at everything, but that's, she does not have to be your shield in life to protect you from bad things or you need to stand up for yourself. That's not always the job that someone else has to do for you. Mm -hmm. um, and I think she got to that point at the end of it, but it was interesting that she fixated on her mm -hmm. specifically out of everybody else. Um, but when you are in a state of crisis, there's this moment in the beginning where you're waiting for someone to save you. Yeah. You're waiting for someone to just swoop in and be like, I see that you're in trouble. Here's what you need to do. I got you. And almost always you'll realize that you have to save yourself. Yeah. Uh, you have to find that strength, that inner strength to save yourself from these issues sometimes. 
And um, anyway, yeah. So yes. what do you think of Renee? A hundred percent. So there are therapy. So the therapy part that I thought was really interesting was Renee and Whitney. Um, Whitney, which is why, again, this is why the, the quad works out so well is because then you had Whitney and Renee who are Whitney, who's like super perfect, like does everything by the books. And Renee is just out here, like not caring. And she, Whitney brings her up in therapy and she's like, well, she's just out here. She just isn't giving a fuck about anything. And I'm like, and that's her business. And right when, as soon as she said that she brought up her name, I was like, Whitney has a problem because Whitney does not do what she wants to do in life. Whitney's too afraid of everything and too afraid to just take a chance. Whereas Renee may be scared in her own way and have insecurities, but she's out here living her life. No, I love that episode. I think it's a, it's a, it's fun. It's insightful. I think a lot of people could benefit from that episode. I did. Um, I mean, it's always nice to have these great reminders of, um, you know, how you can better your life at the end of the day. So, um, yeah, that was, that was one. Um, what else you got for me? No. So I was asking, so what do you think of Renee overall? Like what stands out to you oh, about her? Um, so overall Renee is, I love her, right? First of all, do I, the only reason I guess I say I don't relate to her as much maybe is because she seems so much wilder than I am, but then I'm stopping to think about it and I'm like, Renee says what the fuck she needs to say. And I don't know, maybe I, that's something that I do, which some people have told me that I do. So maybe I do like Renee overall more than anything. Um, she's problematic. I mean, um, I, I didn't appreciate in that argument with her husband that she called him a pussy. I, I, that's name calling. It's shameful. It's demas emasculating. Demasculating? Emasculating. emasculating. Look at that. I tried all those. Didn't even work. <laughs> But um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't care that she used that as a way to get her point across um, and was using hurtful language. Um, sometimes her, her actions can be very like, like you said, impulsive and she's not really paying attention, reading the room more than anything, but she commands a room. That's one thing you can't deny is that she commands a room and people still love her at the end of the day because she is who she is. Plus she's a Taurus, so, and I'm a Taurus, so. <laughs> so I like Renee um, I think that they, they did miss a few chances to give her some real depth they try to touch on it a little okay. bit when she was going through therapy but she just has this habit of making everything about her yeah. Every, like she just continues to do it over and over again <laughs> you keep on seeing it um, like the whole slit with her wedding dress. Oh my that gosh. She's like she was obsessed with getting us <laughs> she did not care about Whitney what Whitney wanted and making anyone else happy I feel like sometimes the writing was almost like mm. how to be woke and black, but like, let's not, let's not overdo it. We yeah. still want to portray a really good thing, you know? And so I think that it, some of that character arc doesn't always fit with what they try to make her appear to be. I don't think that's necessarily true because I feel like what, if, what, if that's what you're looking for is like for someone to go off like that for these comments, like the invisible, she got invisible woman. Like that I thought was really interesting. I don't think that, they necessarily needed to write in their script, which is often a stereotype for black women and black people in general, is that if someone is rude to you, you need to go off. Like that's not a reality, personally for me, that's not a reality for me. Like, I don't think that's a reality for everyone. So I think that one, yes, they were probably playing it safe a little bit, but at the same time, let's not play into the trope. You know what I mean? Like that's not a reality for everyone. And I think it was, a part of me, I feel like it was a breath of fresh air, like not to have to see that because there's so many TV shows that do that. 
and they're like, oh yeah, she's super nice, and like, oh my god, I really like this black woman. But as soon as someone's rude to her, the story arc and the writers are like, okay, like let's give her her black moment. You know, like let's give her the, you know, she's gonna go off and make everybody uncomfortable and make a scene and stuff like that. I'm like, it's it, to me, it's just me. I just think it gets old, and I it's it's not my reality. Just like there's two different realities. I think that's fair enough. Um, I think that's fair enough. Hey there. Say hi, Savy. <laughs> Running after this little monster is the highlight of my days and nights. And even though we spend most of our time at home, we have our routine and that means getting dressed every day. And as anyone with a little one knows, sometimes that means several outfits a day. Well, Littlest Prince not only has baby covered, but mommy too. I just got matching shirts for Xavier and I, and I regret nothing. I can't wait to get him this one I found that says mom's ride or die. So cute. So head to littlestprince.com and at checkout enter Ebonistas for a special discount on your order. I think yeah. the, the part that she was unnecessarily savage was in telling her husband that he needed to move out. And that was, it was, this is so not just, this is not just a boyfriend that lived with you for a couple months. This was your husband. You took vows. You you impulsively found out this bad news and were like, I'm divorcing you immediately. Like, she didn't think about it. She didn't sleep on it. I feel like she was just like, this is what I want. I don't want to be with him anymore. No, that's not what happened. Remember the whole conversation? He repeatedly does this to her. He repeatedly will do things like this where um, that, that was the whole thing that she's saying. She's like, I'm tired of it. Like, you keep making these decisions in our relationship that are putting us at risk. And so I think in that moment, that was like her, they were, I think they were portraying that was the final straw. I don't I don't know if you remember that part. So it was like- No, I do, but I'm just like, I think understanding that it's gonna take a little while to figure things out. Like she was, that was another impulsive moment when she sent that text, she was drunk and having like a silly day. And she decided like, you know, take some silly thing that her friend said and text it to her, you know, her husband or whatever. Mm -hmm. But it was, it was, it fit into that trend of her basically emasculating him. Mm. Like, you're, I don't want you here. Like, I don't need you. You're good for nothing. Like, she disposed of him as soon as he wasn't able to continue with the lifestyle that she was used to. Is it in sickness and health and death to his part? Or is it just until I don't like the fact that you, I feel like you're dragging me down. So I don't want to be with you anymore. She never said she didn't love him. Yeah. She never said that he didn't make her happy. She never said any of those things. It seemed to be based on, on just like, financial decisions only. So I will say this, and this is for the last of that section, and in her defense. So um, in marriage and in like long, these long-term relationships, it's not just what Whitney did, like these physical infidelities, financial infidelity is a huge deal, especially what he did. I think personally, I was like, you took her money, her savings and things that she worked for and she trusted you with, and you made a huge decision that if now affects her future and the way that she can continue to live her life. And yes, I understand it's a partnership, but at the end of the day, we protect ourselves for a reason. Like everyone should have financial stability on their own, married or not. And everyone should be able to trust their partner to make those smart financial decisions. So when you have like, let's say like uh, Wall Street guys that end up losing all their money because, oh no, I took out a third mortgage on the house and I did all this stuff and da da da. And then they're like, but why is my wife divorcing me? Why? Because you put our livelihood in jeopardy. And to me, that's, financial um financial cheating basically it's it's just another way of um basically um risking trust with your with your your partner so in in talking about that so 
I hear what you're saying. Like, I'm, I'm not married. Jabby is. So you have a much better understanding of what that looks like in a marriage than I would. But I just, I, I didn't like it in the show. Mm -hmm. But I, I'm not, Renee is not my favorite yeah. character. I don't dislike her, but she's just not my, a lot of things yeah. that she does, I'm just like, no, sis. No, I'm not Plus, with you. We have to remember, this is 30 minutes an episode. And yes. they did nine episodes or eight episodes. So eight. they were like, let's move it. So we probably didn't get a whole story as much as we wish we did. So Sanzi, Sanzi is supposed to be from Memphis, and all of these women, by the way, are HBCU women. They, they have, they were all supposed to have gone to Spelman. I don't see it, and then I don't see Sanzi as being from Memphis. Like, I don't see that. And I've talked to someone who's from Memphis, and like, no, no, she is not it. Like, yeah. that is not one of us. But it's <laughs> Put, her a show. Back. Put her back. <laughs> but I think I think it's interesting because she seems to be the most together, even when they go through their great reveal at the school, they, they're fine. Like they literally just go through it and a secret they've been hiding for years and then boom, they're fine. Yeah. But she it, it trickles into a whole bunch of other stuff. As long as it was secret, she could leave whenever she wanted to. Mm -hmm. And knowing now that it's real and everybody knows, I think it, it it pressured her to realize and to look at some of the things that she was overlooking in her situation. Yeah. Um, like the fact that like, when she was trying to write her her paper for um, the Professor Jean-Pierre, whatever her name was, the Haitian um, other doctor that was supposed to be her mentor, she kindly reminded her like, you're not even writing about what you want to write about. And so she yeah. had to write 12 pages and she couldn't even do that because yeah. her boo decided to, after his meeting, he wanted to go have a coffee, order some food, oh sit God. at a cafe while she's with <laughs> his child. And so she to go daddy. <laughs> yeah. Like she goes off and then you find out that little miss perfect son D is, has a secret of her own. She has a secret apartment that she, she, she's still not fully invested in. Yes. Yeah. She's, she's still not. Out. So, um, Sorry, go ahead. Did, were you were you done with that one? No, no. I was just gonna say. I just think it's interesting that like she's probably the one I care for the least, just because I'm just like meh, like nothing really crazy happens. But I I I see where they're going with her. So my least favorite, and just in counteraction to that, my least favorite is Whitney, and just because Whitney is afraid of everything. I mean, I have definitely I have uh, what is it, what is it a a mind type A personality. Um, a lot but the fact that she's so afraid to do everything and wants to be so perfect and so this and I was like oh girl you are so exhausting can you just go live your life and just go do what you want to do so just encounter of who's favorite and whatnot well Whitney I think with her is that she is a perfectionist and she's very devoted to her career and she wants to go after her career that's the one thing that she has that's for her that's not about her mom and her mom's wishes her husband and the fact that even with the wedding you know he she complains that you know she has this perfect guy but is he perfect he's literally making her have his family's wedding and not her own and he's never asked her like what do you want to do well my family this my family that my family mm -hmm. he, he's constantly putting that pressure on her to do what his family wants and yep. then and then being like well i don't feel like you're showing me the real you how can she what space have you given her to be herself you should be encouraging her to have the wedding of her dreams and your dreams mm -hmm. not both of your families and he yes. doesn't do that and that's where that's where i fault him yes 100 percent. I, I i totally daniel you messing up and your name is now daniel i don't care what your name is in the show <laughs> So um, really quick, the last, I want to say the last big thing was I love the transaction, transactional sex speech that was given by the um, professor at that party and yeah. about, I mean, the, the line that says every woman deserves to sleep with someone who can change their station in life. I was like, say it for the gods, please. And I wish I so had she, done this at some point, right? <laughs> so she calls that concept fucking up, yes. not fucking up, fucking up. Yes. Yeah. And I 100% believe in that. 
I, I totally do. I mean, you do what you got to do. Everyone does it. Like, I think not everyone. Let's not, let's be clear because again, I'm a person and I have not done that, but I wish I had. Okay. Mm. I wish I had fucked up, you know, and I knew someone, um, my very first law firm, I met a girl who would do that and she did that. And I was like, you know what? She had it right. Like not necessarily her entire life because there was, <laughs> she was very messy, but the fact that she used what she had and literally, and I was pissed at the time, she got hired over me. I came in brand new and she'd been there for years. And as soon as I was like, I'm trying to move up in this world, blah, blah, blah. I learned the job, the next job up. They had me train her and then she took the job. Why? Because yep. she was fucking up and she did it. And I was like, I am absolutely pissed off, but you know what? That's what happens, unfortunately, in this real world that we have. And I wish things were honky-dory and it wasn't like this, but sometimes it's the power of the puss. <laughs> I'm going to be using fucking up for a long time to come. <laughs> so before we close out, I've yes. got two questions for you. All right, one of them is sex. Do you say dick or do you say I, cock? I, I don't, I prefer to say penis. Um, I don't like any of those words, but if I okay. had to, I guess dick, I feel like the other word is just very like explicit, like in your face and like, it's aggressive, just aggressive. There's <laughs> that scene with Ella and the guy was like, do you like this cock? You take this cock and she's like, dick, yeah. it's dick. I'm all about cock. I think dick sounds small and it sounds um, amateurish. But I... Um, Cock to me sounds like power, okay. like, like that is he's laying it down and that is what you get. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, uh, uh, yeah, I prefer the D word or the P word or the P word penis to me. I'm just like, <laughs> you're professor. Hey, you know, let's take a look at the penis. That's just me. Okay. That's just what it sounds like in my head. <laughs> so do you, okay, sorry. Maybe it's TMI, but I was just like thinking about it. Like you look at someone, you're like, no, I don't. Penis. Uh, so, yeah. oh gosh. Okay, so Get on that honesty moment. I, I struggle with okay, that type of talk. Like it's not, it's not a, it's not a strong okay. place for me, um, because I am very, I can be very proper <laughs> when I want to be. So it's, it is hard for me to. Doreen's over here with her white gloves, and she's for like, a while I used guys. to say love flower, like your love area, and yeah, that's that's oh, yeah, it it wasn't no. great. Oh, okay, all right. We'll, we'll we'll totally have another conversation about that. Maybe another episode, but. And then two, is this real life? Because Sis. do women really run around in heels like this all damn day? The outfits like, that these women wear. Uh, I'm like, where are you going? How are you affording this? They went to that damn park. She was like, come on, let's go outside and, and play. she was like Pajamas fully dressed. Like, like, what woman is hanging out at home, no plans, and just like made up hair done outfit? Like, nah. We're in like, no. We're in sweatpants and a tank top. Like, that's not realistic. I mean... Obviously, but even I what mean, they like wore to therapy, I was like, are you going on to a runway or are you going to therapy? But they looked amazing. Like, the, hey, hey, this unrealisticness. Yeah, oh, of course. I don't know if that's a word. Um, aside, like, <laughs> but the fashion was to die for everything they wore. I wanted to have. Oh, yeah. I love the way that they dressed, but it wasn't really realistic, mm -hmm. especially on the budget that they're supposed to be on. I don't really see how a PhD candidate could afford the budget that Sanzi has. Um, Whitney, I get it. Yeah, a lot of that they is fantasy, fantasy. So world. let's just. But anyway, I, I love their outfits. They, whoever their fashion designer is and their stylist, like yes, you are killing it, sis. That was fun. 
I we I love it because like I do appreciate that the show overall had a lot of conversations pieces. Um, I do get it. It's a comedy, uh, dramedy, really. Um, it's only thirty minutes. Again, thirty minutes or so an episode. We're supposed to be doing this really quick, so we couldn't get. I think the character development that we really wanted from some of these women, and the plus it's supposed to be fun and like Sex in the City ish. And then it's not my favorite show because again, I was never a fan of Sex in the City um, or these types of shows really, but. I mean, there are other shows that I like that are similar, like Girlfriends. I loved Girlfriends. Um, Living Single, I loved, you know, all this stuff. But I appreciate having a new show. So overall, Run the World is a show yeah. about friendship and Blackness and a combination, like I said, of Sex and City, Insecure, but not quite either. I'm a big fan of Sex and City. I actually own every mm -hmm. season on DVD. Uh, and, and, and I'm currently rewatching <laughs> the episodes. Um, but I like most of these sitcoms like girlfriends and all those things i, I also like, like friends, friends I, you want to fight about it love it i grew up on it i love that show i love a lot of sitcoms that are comedies they don't make that many of them anymore like i and i i grew up on that so yes it makes me happy i know i've watched every episode of friends like six or seven times if not more if not more oh my so God. <laughs> i was forced to watch it because i still because i am a good fucking friend and I sit through that shit, okay? <laughs> Good for you. So I feel I know sometimes I feel like it's supposed to be like extra woke, like the whole scene with the ballet slippers. Oh yeah. But it feels like I can still feel that it was written in a space that wasn't completely black. And I can yes. feel that they've definitely been like toned down a little bit in their writing and their speech and how they construe things. Um, but overall, I think it has a lot of potential. And I think that they picked up on a lot of different topics that I found to be interesting, like the whole like dating someone who is, uh, you know, more advanced. He's a homeowner. He's a professor. He's well established. Mm -hmm. How does that look? Or dating the guy that was dating. successful, but then like ruined his whole life trying to, you know, follow his dream. But after being extremely financially successful or the doctor who's done everything right with his picture perfect wife, but neither one of them are completely perfect when you start like picking the pieces. Yeah. And then, you know, so there's a whole lot of dynamics. And then like, what happens when you go back to your ex? Does it always work out? Is it always a problem? Are, are you, you know, are you going backwards? I think they touch on a lot of those dynamics and how you can get in your own way. And I love the fact that they showed black women going to therapy. People go to therapy. It is very helpful. I, I can't go to therapy. It helps work through some of your stuff. What do I say almost every episode? Deal with your trauma. Deal with it. Um, We've all so, got it. <laughs> I overall, I hope uh, um, oh, run the world. I hope run the world. <laughs> I hope gets you run the world up. too one day. <laughs> yes. I hope run the world gets picked up for a season two. And um, thank you for tuning in. Overall, they get a thumbs up from me. I want to see how they continue to expand in season two, because this was really just like a little, you know, like a little appetizer to whet our ep appetite Wait, for more seasons. A moose bush. A moose bush. I love it. Love it. So uh, don't forget to check us out on Patreon. Like Jabby said at the beginning, buy us a drink or suggest a drink. Can't wait to hear from you. Follow and like us on social media. And that's it for this episode of the Ebenezer's Podcast. Uh, signing Cheers. off is Doreen and Jabby. Peace. Bye. Oh, f the Ebenezer's Podcast was created, written, recorded, and produced by Jabby and Doreen. Theme music by Chris Black of Truck Music Productions. <laughs>